This is ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson, Freddie coming together. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80 and did ESPN 2. Yes, Freddie, I did. that we got the blessing we did? of Little Wayne? I, I, I saw that Jay yesterday. Will's nickname I did yesterday, Jay Weezy. It's official. Jay Williams is now officially Jay Weezy thanks to Little Wayne's blessing. Because from now on, he is no longer real Jay Will. He's not Jason Williams' government name, Amber. He's going to be Jay Weezy. I'm not calling him anything else. He's trying to force Hot Sauce Freddy on the country, <laughs> force Hot Sauce Freddy on Freddie Dwayne Coleman. I'm forcing Jay Weezy on him and everybody else. When I heard that yesterday, I was like, mm-mm, Now I got something ready for him, something you- to go. If you missed the show yesterday, Little Wayne DM'd Jay Will during the show, and he gave his blessing for the nickname Jay Weezy. Yeah. For Hot Sauce Freddy, who do you need the blessing from? Like Big Hot Sauce? If there's somebody the, out there called the hot Big Hot Sauce manufacturing sauce? community, no, it, I mean like the Hot Sauce manufacturing <laughs> community. You need that? You need like like Tallulah Frank to yeah. DM you. Hot Sauce Freddy brought to you by Oscar Mayer. Yeah, those kind of things. That's all we need, Amber, that kind of conversation to happen. Where somebody goes, you know what? That's a good idea. I'm going to do that. That's the last thing we need is also me connect. Although if I get free Nathan's Hot Dogs, Oscar Mayer, I'm not opposed now. There are some sponsorship opportunities here. I think you need to to think about this a little bit more. Freddie and Frank Simmons brought to you by Louisiana Hot Sauce. Come on, let's go. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know, Amber, you may be on to something. So all of a sudden, there's a sponsorship opportunity that can fatten my bank account. Who am I to tell that no? Who am I to say no? When it comes to something like that. So we'll try to make sure. We got to find Amber a nickname now. Because if I have one and it's now Jay Weezy. So we got to find something for you. Maybe that could be the case. Unless uh, pinkies works because we had that conversation. <laughs> we did about, have that conversation. About your pinkies earlier this week. By the way, just go on the ESPN radio account on Twitter to see exactly what we're talking about. So we can do that for Amber. <laughs> we can make that happen. <laughs> Every time I screen. show my pinkies, it does look like I'm throwing up gang signs. One hundred percent. West Side. West Side. <laughs> you just you just see Pat Costello right now trying to do that right now. One of our guys behind the scenes. Just he's looking at his fingers like he's just seen his fingers for the first time. If you missed the conversation, <laughs> my pinky fingers they don't straighten. They, they are really in a permanently don't. bent position. I was born like that. Is what it is. You, Hasn't you, held me back in life. Look but, at me now. Like, I'm here. No, exactly. You've been able to pull a lady Gaga. You were born that way, and you made it completely, completely work for you. As far as that goes, always hit us up. On on Twitter, Amber's handle at Amber W Sports. My handle at Coleman ESPN. Freddie Coleman, Amber Wilson together on ESPN Radio. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to mention this person who brought this to the table. I don't want to mention him, Nuno, our producer. And he made it out there in terms of Jalen Hurts. It's amazing, Amber, about the conversation with him 365 days ago when they wonder, man, do the Eagles have the right guy? With Jalen Hurts as the quarterback, man, I don't know. They think they got so I don't know. Now, not even a year later, we're talking about who's the second-best quarterback in the NFC behind him. Amber, it's amazing how that conversation has gone from that to this really, really quickly involving Jalen Hurts as quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles and being one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. It's what happens when everything goes right for the Philadelphia Eagles this past season, except for in the actual Super Bowl where they don't get the win, but they certainly get so much further than anybody expected. Jalen Hurts, frankly, to be able to get. A lot of things fell into place, though, for this Eagles team last season, right? You had the protection for Jalen Hurts. You had the new weapons around Jalen Hurts. He had a hell of a team around him, but also he had a schedule to get there 
to get to the Super Bowl. It was not the hardest schedule in the NFL that the Philadelphia Eagles played this past season. So a lot of things fell into line, but also what fell into line was that next step from Jalen Hurts. And he took that next step in front of all of our eyes. And you're right. We are at a point now where we're coming into last season. A lot of people were questioning Jalen Hurts in terms of accuracy, in terms of his actual arm. Now we're at a point where everyone's questioning who's number two in the NFC because nobody's questioning who is number one. He has done that. He has catapulted himself to the top of that conference. It's not even a discussion. Right. I think what where the discussion begins is behind Jalen Hurts. Okay. But I also can see the conversation flipping because as great as Jalen was this past season and as remarkable as the Eagles were generally, and I don't have a reason to think they're going to take a big step, step back here, Freddie, by any means, but it's a one-year sample size, right? Jalen was not phenomenal the year before. There were a lot of questions about him the year before that. So a small sample size, nevertheless, he certainly, I think, in most of our minds has convinced us that he's going to be sitting atop the NFC for quite some time. The one thing the Philadelphia Eagles were able to do for him where we're having this conversation about Jalen Hurts is that they put weapons around him because they told us. Nick Sirianni, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, Amber, he told everybody who was going to listen, we're going to put dudes around him because we believe he can be that dude with his skill set. And a lot of people, you're right, poo-pooed that whole conversation. Oh, you, you can put anybody around that guy. He's not going to be better than what he was. They get A.J. Brown. He has 88 catches. They have Devontae Smith. He has 95 catches. They surrounded him with guys that he said, all right, one-on-one coverage. We trust he can make those kind of throws and make that happen. And then his ability to run the football and that running game as well. But when they need to make some critical throws, I go back to that Super Bowl that you mentioned. They didn't beat Kansas City, but it wasn't Jalen Hurts' fault because they need him to make critical throws in that fourth quarter to bring that gap and tie that football game. That's exactly what he did. He was able to make those kind of throws. They trusted that we put guide weapons around this guy, like what Kansas City's done for Patrick Mahomes, like Miami has done for Tua Tungabailoa, like the Jets hopefully have done for Aaron Rodgers. They believed he was going to do that. That's exactly what has happened with Jalen Hurts, where I don't know how long, I don't know how big the gap is. I'm not even going to get into that conversation, but it's the fact that we're talking about a gap between him, Amber, and everybody else in the NFC is very telling about what the Eagles have been able to do to make sure they got the best out of Jalen Hurts based on that one-year sample that we got last year. All these guys need pieces around him, right? Like all of these guys. Patrick Mahomes needs pieces around him. It's so overstating it that a quarterback could be excellent and rise to the level of excellence without the right pieces around the quarterback. Definitely Philadelphia has put him in that position for success. But Jalen also, just the development through his first few years in the league. I mean, in 2020, only four games played, but completion percentage 52%. The next year, 61.3%. The next year, 66.5%. Every year he's taken that step that we expect quarterbacks to take. And here we are with Jalen Hurts now, where his totals between year two and year three go from 16 touchdowns in 2021, when a lot of us had a lot of questions still about Jalen Hurts, to 22 touchdowns in 2023, when he answered all of those questions, right? The interceptions go down from nine to six over that two-year span. Some of that's the weapons. I think some of that's the natural development of Jalen Hurts in all the right ways. I've always been a big Jalen Hurts fan. I was a Jalen Hurts fan back to his college days. Mm -hmm. He, He 
he went through so much in college, right? We know what happened there for Jalen Hurts in college. And he has showed time and again throughout his entire time in football that he can rise above the adversity and really lean into it. And he can prove to us who he is. And he has done that in the in, in, uh, during his collegiate years. And he certainly has done that here now at the professional level behind him, though. Uh-huh. Okay. Anyone's uh, guess. Oh, by the way, Ryan Lovelady has an answer to if Jalen Hurts, well, not if. Jalen Hurts is the number one quarterback in the NFC, the Philadelphia Eagles. He has an answer. Who's number two? He hit us up on Twitter at Amber W Sports and at Coleman ESP. He says, yo, Jared Goff is going to have a huge year. Hashtag one pride when it comes to the Lions. That's another conversation I thought I would never hear mm-hmm. regarding Jared Goff. Because people forget the year that the Rams got the Super Bowl. He was a major component of that. But then whatever happened between him and Sean McVay, it went sideways immediately. And people were questioning, why was that guy the number one pick? by the Los Angeles Rams. Then you look what he was able to do last year for the Detroit Lions, and everybody said, oh, so that's what he needed, a change of scenery. Because his look at his numbers. The last eight games of regular season, Jared Goff was dealing for the Detroit Lions. I don't know if he's the second-best quarterback in the NFC right now, but the fact that he can even – you can have that conversation, Amber, and not get snickering from people says a lot about where he's been able to go after being an outcast in Los Angeles to being the dude once again with an NFL team, but this time in Detroit. I think big piece for the Rams. So that championship run might be overstating it a bit, right? But Jared Goff was there and he was right there. He couldn't get them over the hump like Matthew Stafford got them over the hump. But Jared Goff, certainly a quarterback that did much better in a Lions uniform this past season than we expected because we thought it was the system, right? Because we saw the success that he had there in LA, but we also saw the success with Matt Stafford when he walked into that position. And so we thought, oh, that's Sean McVay's system. That's what made Jared Goff look good. Well, apparently not. Maybe Jared Goff actually does have some talent to him because last year was a surprisingly good year for him in Detroit. 29 touchdowns last year Mm -hmm. for Jared Goff, just seven interceptions. His numbers were good last season, and yet because I think he's in Detroit, a lot of people overlook Jared Goff. I'm not going to say he's the second-best quarterback in that conference. Well, who is then? But it's not outlandish, by the way, to say that he certainly could be when we finish the season. Like, that wouldn't shock me if Jared Goff ends up being part of that conversation. For me, it's Dak. It is Dak? Okay. Yeah, Dak's the second-best quarterback right now in the NFC. Okay. My answer would be, I think the second-best quarterback in the NFC is whoever lines behind the San Francisco 49ers offensive line. (laughs) Because they played anybody. Brock Purdy, I mean, as I like to say, Purdy. Brock Hmm. Purdy. People said, man, there's no way they're going to win with that guy. Maybe the second-best quarterback in the NFC is the offensive coordinator and head coach of the San Francisco 49ers when it comes to Kyle Shanahan because people said you can't win with a Jimmy Garoppolo. They were a bad fourth quarter away from beating the Rams to getting to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They said you can't win with Trey Lance, and he tried to. Trey Lance gets hurt. Then they said you're screwed now. Now you got to go with Brock Purdy. And they had two quarterbacks knocked out. Who knows what kind of NFC championship game that would have been against the Philadelphia Eagles. That guy can coach. I I mean, maybe it's Dak Prescott, the second-best quarterback. Maybe it's Jared Goff. I don't know. I say, Amber, you put me or you behind that offense of San Francisco, and we can do some work because Kyle Shanahan may be the second-best quarterback in the NFC because I call plays in San Francisco. I don't disagree. Now you have two quarterbacks there coming off of major injury in Brock Purdy and Trey Lance, so that's a problem there for San Francisco. What's funny, though, is in that equation, Trey Lance is the quarterback that hasn't looked so great, even in that system. And I don't know what that means for the future of the San Francisco 49ers. It might mean that they got really, really, really lucky and they saved themselves 
themselves yeah. from a terrible, terrible, terrible draft pick because they trade up to get Trey Lance. It's the type of pick that destroys the future of your franchise for many years if you miss on it. And yet, if you then hit on Mr. Irrelevant last season right. out of the blue, yeah. all of a sudden all that has changed, right? Because you can kind of like sweep it under the rug, even though we gave up way too many assets for Trey Lance and we chose terribly and that was a terrible scouting report. Let's sweep that under the rug because we hit on the guy that nobody ever was going to hit on and that would end up looking like the best traffic ever, right? Because yeah. it's Mr. Irrelevant if he turns out to be a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback. So maybe they saved their entire franchise you never with know. the Mr. Irrelevant pick. You never know, but you're absolutely right. Brock Purdy certainly looked good in the time that we saw him there in San Francisco. But well, we know Jalen Hurts is the king of the hill in the NFC when it comes to quarterbacks. Who is close to his throne at number two? Let us know at triple eight say ESPN. 888-729-3776. Is it Dak Prescott? Is it Jared Goff? Is it my pick? Kyle Shanahan, the offense coordinator, head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. Who is the second best quarterback behind Jalen Hurts in the NFC? Triple H say ESPN. 888-729-3776. She's Amber Wilson. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us this morning on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is ESPN Radio. I keep telling y'all we live in an NFL world, and you better get used to it. Only a conversation about who is the second-best quarterback in the NFC could generate this kind of heat at 6.15 in the morning. Amber Wilson, Freddie Cohen together. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80, ESPN2, and ESPNU. We put it out there. Jalen Hurts is the king of the hill when it comes to quarterbacks in the NFC. So who is number two to that throne? Got a lot of reaction on Twitter. Going to get you calls in a second at triple eight say espn 888-729-3776. But Miles Clouston, I hope I got your last name right, Miles. I didn't. My apologies. He said, hey, we agree on Jared Goff. We should be rooting for him. He says Dak Prescott is not the second-best quarterback, not even close after his last season. He says, Miles says, he would take Kirk Cousins over Dak if that suggests anything. It suggests to me that there's no way I'm taking Kirk Cousins over anybody being second-best in the NFC. It is fair, though, coming off of this past season, right? I mean, it's a (laughs) 13-win team coming off of this past season for Kirk Cousins. I mean, I'm sure if I pull the numbers, Kirk's numbers are probably better than Dak's. I get what we're doing there. Kirk uh, what you're trying to do. (laughs) (laughs) We we were having this conversation before the show off-air, like, Kirk Cousins 
is by most people considered an average quarterback. But here's what I'll say, right. Freddie. Uh-huh. Consistently, consistently, that man is always at least sure. average throughout the course of his entire NFL career. I was actually saying something for an NFL quarterback. That man is consistent, if nothing else. He also, in my opinion, has the best wide receiver in the entire National Football League. Okay. That connection is there, and it is special. They were on my top five list yesterday for quarterback-wide receiver duo. Right. I do think Kirk Cousins should get some consistency consideration in this conversation 4,547 yards 29 touchdowns 14 interceptions completed 66 percent of his passes if that's anybody else not named Kirk Cousins we're celebrating those numbers but it's because just a great numbers it, oh, those are great numbers but because he's the consistently average quarterback known as Kirk Cousins maybe we don't give those numbers enough credit especially when it seemed that when they won those one score games a lot of that had to do with Kirk Cousins, maybe did not have to do with Kirk Cousins. It depends on who you talk to. depends on what you bring to the table. But those numbers don't lie when it comes to the consistently average Kirk Cousins. I mean, Go ahead. Over 4,000 yards. Yeah. Six out of the last seven years, yeah. if I'm reading that correctly. You are reading that's that correctly. Kirk, it is, that's Kirk Cousins, it is who all co- of us sleep on, and none of us give the respect, frankly, well, well, that he probably well, Until deserves. he wins a big playoff game. He lost to the Giants last year. Didn't play well. That's why Kirk Cousins is not in that conversation other than being – the consistently spectacularly average when it comes to Kirk Cousins. So who is second in the NFC behind Jalen Hurts, a quarterback? Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Devlin in Washington, who is it and why? I guess off he, to a bad start, Off Devlin. to a bad start already, yeah, there you go. Devlin in Washington, who is it? Second best quarterback in the NFC. I think our phones are broke. Oh, no. uh, our phones are broken. I'm on pressing this. the button. My man Our, our phones are broken on the segment that we're taking phone calls, yeah, it seems. Exactly. I, I can't blame. I can't, I'm not going to blame the pilots behind the scenes. I'm going to blame the engineers that work here. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do as far as that goes. But getting back to Kirk Cousins real quick, and you mentioned that you had him in the top five. And even a, AK says Kirk is easily. No, he's not easy second-best quarterback in the NFL. Here's what here's my problem I have with Kirk Cousins. No, but not in NFL, NFC, NFC. NFC. Sorry, Everyone yeah, yeah, calm down. NFC, yeah, yeah, Definitely exactly. not in the NFL. Yeah, there's, there's NFC the, though, yeah. I'm man. I, when I'm, I'm going through these numbers, yeah. very strong argument yeah, <laughs> that he is in fact the second best quarterback in the NFC. You, you can make those numbers dance, and I get it. You can do that when it comes to a guy like Kirk Cousins. But my problem with Kirk Cousins is those numbers are always there. But it seems that when you really need him to deliver, 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 he always shrinks in those kind of big moments. How many times have you heard him call 1 p.m. Kirk? That if he plays at 1 p.m. in the afternoon, that guy's a great quarterback. Plays in prime time, he shrinks from the moment. I've seen that time and time again when it comes to Kirk Cousins. And not trying to bang on him or bag on him. It's hard playing quarterback in the National Football League. And he has definitely been a wonderful compliment to Justin Jefferson. I might take Tyree Kill as for in terms of the best wide receiver over Justin Jefferson. I can make a case for either one. I don't think I'll be wrong when it comes to that. I just slide to Tyree Kill. I think he's the best receiver in the National Football League. But I give Kirk Cousins a lot of credit. It cannot be easy to play that position. You have a guy like Justin Jefferson, and you guys have been successful, and yet a lot of people say it's more Justin Jefferson than Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. Except for who's throwing Justin Jefferson the football. And Justin Jefferson, I mean, we can't negate the numbers. And these numbers from Kirk Cousins stem back long before his connection with Justin Jefferson. So it's certainly not Justin Jefferson. Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen. Yes, but also, you know, is everyone rises each other up, right? Like, I'm not going to go ahead and insult Kirk Cousins because he has great wide receivers to throw the football to. When I'm looking at these other names, though, in the NFC, because you're right. 
there are problems with Kirk when it comes to the bright lights, right? When it comes to prime time, he ain't prime time Kirk. And he certainly has that reputation for not being able to get it done in the biggest moments. However, who on this list is able to get it done on the biggest moments? Like the quarterbacks that we're talking about in the NFC are incredibly slim pickings here when we're really considering it. Derek Carr, I guess maybe would be part of that conversation. Yeah, I I like Derek Carr. The only problem, yeah, the only problem is with Derek Carr that his coach didn't like him, and I'm still trying to figure that out in Las Vegas. Well, right. Well, there's going to be a lot of heat uh, on that coach now that he doesn't have uh, Derek Carr to blame things on there. But what's it going to look like in New Orleans? I mean, we are slim pickings in this conference. You mentioned Brock Purdy before. It's not like with any of these quarterbacks in the NFC that we can have these conversations behind the Eagles, behind Jalen Hurts. It's not like any of them have had the success, the proven success where we can point to that. At least with Kirk Cousins, we do have a long history of his time in the NFL and also as a starter in the NFL in a couple different uniforms. No doubt about the Amber Wilson, Freddie Coleman together on ESPN radio and ESPNU. I think the phone calls have been able to work out. Nuno and Pat and Alan behind the scenes making things work. Let's go to Fred in St. Louis. Fred at 888-729-3776. Fred, who is the second best quarterback in the NFC and why? Go ahead, Fred. Hello. Yeah. What's going on? What's going on? Every, there's no second best quarterback in the NFL in the NFC. Okay. All the quarterbacks in the NFC is average on the same level. Everybody need to pump their brakes on Jalen Hurst. Jalen Hurst had a soft schedule last year on a contract year. Jalen Hurst going to fall back this year. Jalen Hurst will not be the same quarterback. I completely disagree about that whole soft schedule thing with the Philadelphia Eagles because you look at the teams that they played especially in their own division, where he had to deal with the Dallas Cowboys twice, where that defense was pretty good when it comes to that football team. I'm not going to go the whole soft schedule thing because there's no such thing as a soft schedule in the National Football League. I mean, I am. Hard, I, I, I agree with that caller 100% in terms of the schedule. Now, I'm not, it's not that I'm trying to take anything away from the Eagles, but the schedule does have something to do with the success of the Philadelphia Eagles last season. I That's disagree. okay to admit. Yeah, no, it's okay to look at schedules and say, you're about to go through a buzzsaw, a juggernaut, and so your chances of, of success here in a postseason are going to be much more difficult. You're going to be really beat up by the time you get to the postseason. That was not the case for the Philadelphia Eagles. They were aided by that schedule. I know when you pull the number and I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I do remember Joe Fortenbaugh on Joe and Amber, 7 to 9 p.m. Monday through Friday. That's how you plug. There you go. Uh, Joe Fortenbaugh, my co-host on that show. Attaboy. He Attaboy. also gave this whole analysis of the strength of schedules last year with the betting odds being different this season because the Eagles schedule is not going to be or should not be nearly as easy this upcoming season, but it was easy last season compared to most teams in the NFL. That's just a reality of it. I, I, I get the whole betting angle, but NFL games are hard to handicap because they're hard to win. I don't care who you play. Everybody is tough in the national football league just because the team's record does not mean you play the soft schedule because team you you look at every game in the NFL. It seems to be every game is within seven to ten points. That's how difficult the NFL is. So I'm not going to punish the Eagles saying there's a soft schedule. I'm not buying that because it's hard to play in the NFL. I'm not buying that at all. I'm You're not buying it. No, You're I'm not done. buying it. Yeah, it's I'm, it's a I'm reality. Done. I mean, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, they navigated their schedule perfectly. It's not their fault that their schedule was one of the easier schedules, but it was one of the easier schedules. That's the reality. I don't necessarily agree with that caller that Jalen Hurts is going to take a massive step back. Well, that was crazy talk. But he does have a on. point. Well, he has a point in the regards of the fact that it was a contract year. Jalen was looking for that extension coming off of this past season, and also their schedule was relatively easy by 
comparison. Now, nevertheless, uh-huh. I do think Jalen Hurts continues to be incredibly motivated, even if he gets that extension. Yes, he, he has all the reasons in the world to be motivated. He still needs a championship ring. Hey, here's the motivation. Well, I'll get to the motivation come to Jalen Hurts. Also, keep your calls coming. Who's the second best quarterback in the NFC at triple eight say ESPN? 888-729-3776. I'll discuss the whole motivation thing with Jalen Hurts. We'll see if Amber Wilson agrees with that. And also, when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, we're going to get to the wrong when it comes to him playing for the Chiefs in Kansas City. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This is ESPN Radio. Ten minutes away from Amber Wilson's top five MVP candidates guaranteed to make you mad or make you glad. That comes your way in ten minutes here on ESPN <laughs> Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and ESPN2. I'm Freddie Coleman. A couple minutes away from hearing the wrong when it comes to Patrick Mahomes playing quarterback in Kansas City. That comes your way in about two to three minutes, give or take a lie or two. We're going to take a couple more calls real quick at 888-ESPN. 729-3776. Yes, indeed. Before we get to the calls, uh-huh. I looked up up the strength of schedules for the 2022 NFL season when we take into account total win percentage now on the back end, looking uh-huh. back on the strength of schedule, uh-huh. the hardest schedule in the National Football League. This is according to sportsbettingdime.com. Okay. So may, wow. Do what you will with the source. But deep, deep dive there, it's, huh? It's what came up. Okay, okay, so the hardest schedule in the National Football League was the Kansas City Chiefs. Not surprising. The easiest schedule in the National Football League was the Philadelphia Eagles. I get it. I understand that. But in the NFL, it's hard to win games. I get it. Somebody has to be last. Somebody has to be first. But I'm dying on that hill. I'm not buying the whole thing about, oh, he was the product of his schedule and he's going to take a step back playing the hardest schedule. Uh, Jalen Hurts is not taking a step back. Uh, I, I, actually, and, and don't give me the motivation. He's motivated to succeed because people doubted him coming out of Oklahoma after he transferred to, to, from Alabama. So I'm not buying the motivation thing either. I actually just looked it up on uh, fitmynarrative.com ah! and the Eagles had the hardest schedule. <laughs> so combined win totals of 2022 nice. opponents. Well done, Packers, That's what fellow. this is based on, the combined well win totals. That is not a skewed statistic. <laughs> How dare you, Pat Costello. Well done, Pat Costello, to help a brother out when it comes to back of an argument regarding Jalen Hurts and Philadelphia. How many, how many pop-ups? Did you get how many pop ups did you get when you went to that website? It was a lot, right? How many, how many evidence to fit my narrative is exactly what every good I'm, lawyer I'm does. A, I love that. that. That that should be a website. I hope that is a website somewhere. To fit my narrative.com. But who is the second best quarterback in the <laughs> NFC behind behind the aforementioned Jalen Hurts of Philadelphia? Darren in Ohio was to weigh in on that at eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Darren, who is it and why? <laughs> It's Jared Goff because even though Jared Goff 
hasn't showed that he's a clutch quarterback. He has the he has the potential that what my eye test sees and games that he has played, especially the last few games against the Green Bay Packers, that he has the potential to be a big-time player in big-time games. He hasn't risen to that level yet, but I think he will, and I believe in my eye test tells me, he's even though he didn't win the Super Bowl for the Rams, I think he's a better quarterback now, right now, than, than Matthew Stafford is. Well, That's my opinion. Well, well, yeah, okay? because uh, but Matthew Stafford injured, so yeah, you can make that argument because Matthew Stafford a lot more injured than Jared well, Goff. A lot older. And a lot I, older. I, you know, right. all, all those things apply. But I go back to what he said about his numbers last year. 4,438 yards, 29 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, completed 65% of his passes. And I wonder if that's going to take a step back because, remember, he's, gonna, he's not going to have a couple of guys that are going to be playing for him this year because that whole gambling investigation that happened to the Detroit Lions. So we'll see how that works. But they seem to have the kind of offense in place that he can make plays no matter who you can plug and play going into year two than being starting quarterback in Detroit under Dan Campbell. People are really, really high on Dan Campbell, much higher on Dan Campbell than I am, frankly. However, Jared Koff has... I'm not as high on Dan Campbell stemming back to, frankly, his time even with my Miami Dolphins. Uh Like, I think a lot of the lure around Dan Campbell comes from the fact that Dan Campbell has a great personality, right? And I mean, I feel like people really like, like Dan Campbell's an excellent coach. He's a great coach. He's a great fit in Detroit. It's like, why? Because he says he bites off people's (laughs) kneecaps. I mean, what has he actually done as a head coach up to this point? So for me, jury's still very much out on Dan Campbell. A lot of people feel like this is the team. I heard it last year with the Lions. Like, this is the season. They're going to take this massive step, and we're hearing it this season as well. I do think Jared Goff, though, took a massive step. I mean, he showed us. I've been really impressed with him because everybody thought that he was going to go to Detroit and fade into oblivion because it wasn't a very good Lions team when he joined it, and the expectation was that he was a product of Sean McVay's system. I do think Jared Goff at this point has proved that he himself has talent, and it's not just a Sean McVay system that he needs to play in. So that was certainly impressive coming from Goff, particularly this past season in Detroit. And and people forget that he was the number one pick in the draft. You're not just a number one pick in the draft. You can't play, or people don't believe you can't play when it comes to Jared Goff. And whatever happened in Los Angeles, he's been able to right that wrong a little bit, what he did with Detroit. I think they win that division. I'm with you about Dan Campbell in terms of being that guy, being a great coach. We don't know that yet. But has he been a good fit in Detroit? So far, so good because he changed the culture of that team and made them not a force to be reckoned with, but somebody you have to pay attention to and not just in the NFC North. And what should be a wide-open NFC below Philadelphia, who right now is the king of the hill. You can say the same thing about the AFC. It's going to be wide open in the AFC, but it is Kansas City's hill, and everybody's trying to climb up there and, t- and knock them off that hill, especially comes to the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. He was on the AP Pro Football Podcast, and, of course, the word legacy came up about being defined by Super Bowls. He's not even trying to hear that. He's just trying to be the best Patrick Mahomes he can be on a day-by-day basis. I think everybody thinks about legacy and how they're remembered. And you have to think about that at the same time, value in every day and how you, how you can become better, uh, how you can really maximize every single day. And then whenever your career is done, you have no regrets. I think that if you work hard every single day and put everything you have into the game, then when you look back at the end of your career, you know, however, however many trophies you have or how many Super Bowl rings you have, uh, you'll have no regrets. Your thoughts, Amber? No regrets, right? Uh, mm-hmm. However many you have. I, I, listen, his legacy is already cemented at this point. If he retired today, he's already a Hall of Fame quarterback. So he's already cemented in terms of an excellent quarterback in the NFL. If it stops here, though, and the next 10 years are average, 
then it's going to feel like a disappointment just because of where he set the standard. And it frankly is probably stupid because he's already got multiple rings and he's got multiple Super Bowl (laughs) MVPs and we know what Patrick Mahomes is, but that's the reality of the situation. He has raised the bar so incredibly high by his own greatness so early on and so young in his career that if he doesn't match that greatness in his 30s of the greatness in his 20s, it will feel like a letdown for all of us, even though the greatness of his 20s has arguably been the greatest quarterback ever. I'm glad he addressed it because it could be very easy to poo-poo that and stay away from it. He's like, look, I know who I am. I-, I know I'm him right now in the National Football League, but that doesn't mean I'm going to let that weigh me down because to your point, Amber, as let down as he's probably going to feel not winning another championship, there are going to be plenty of other people out there who are Patrick Mahomes fans and thinking, man, why could he not get another one? And to bring perspective to that, he has two already, which is one more than a Brett Favre which is one more than an Aaron Rodgers. Guys, we talk about among the greatest of the greats. He has as many now as Peyton Manning got in his career. So, yeah, those expectations are going to be outsized. And I'm glad he's letting everybody know I'm not running away from it, but I'm not going to let that determine exactly what kind of quarterback I'm going to be for this football team. Because you're right, at the rate he's going, we're having we're going to have that conversation. He keeps playing like this. He's going to be in that, yeah, that Brady, Montana, Manning conversation. The greats are the greats of all time in the National Football League. But he's also letting everybody know, if you think you're not satisfied with what I'm going to do, my expectations are going to be a lot more outsized than anybody could have for me when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. Two more rings than Dan Marino, right? I mean, it's incredible what yeah. he's already done. And the reality is that he's not done. And he's got so many more years, frankly, to do it. Our expectations are going to be sky high for Patrick Mahomes. But because he's got so many years left, that man doesn't need to be worrying about his legacy right now. Yeah. That man just needs to be worrying about Super Bowls, right? We can have right. the conversation when he's in his late 30s about his legacy. And I'm guessing he'll still be playing in the NFL and he'll probably still be starting for the Kansas City Chiefs we can have the conversation then about legacy like we can have the conversation now with you know Aaron Rodgers and legacy and is he going to add to the legacy with the Jets and does what he you know is what he's going to do in New York uh, a huge component of the conversation of overall legacy I don't mind having those conversations about the older quarterbacks right but a quarterback that's Patrick Mahomes age at this point yeah as great as he's been and as much as he's done the legacy conversation a little premature I did watch last night uh-huh. I started Started the yeah. quarterback series on Netflix. Is it good? Which features Patrick Mahomes. Uh-huh. It features Marcus Mariota. Okay. And it features Kirk Cousins. So it's kind of cool because they give us a variety, obviously, of quarterbacks. Right. A variety of sort of where they're at and where their teams are at as well. It's great. It's a cool look. I mean, okay. it's a cool. Patrick Mahomes is mic'd up the whole time. You're getting to see more of Patrick Mahomes' personality. You get to see these guys at home, at home with their families, kind of how they live. Like Kirk Cousins is literally the most normal dude ever. <laughs> Oh, in what way? Real quick, in what way? Normal, like you know, people will say with Kirk Cousins, oh, you know, he's just like an average quarterback. Uh He's kind of like he's just like an average, like he's just a consistent consistent <laughs> sort of average cross board dude like he's just so normal right. him and his wife which okay. is so endearing but they really do when you watch them like they just seem like me and you you know the okay. Mahomes a little different uh Mahomes a little you know a yeah. little flashier over in the Mahomes yeah. household yeah uh, their life seems a little bit you know maybe a notch above the rest of us kind of thing uh-huh. the cousins uh, a little bit more relatable Marcus Mariota's family also very very relatable but it's cool seeing those guys like just their normal lives 
wives and what their wives also have to go through in order to support their husbands' no careers. Doubt. And yeah. it's it's a cool look. Yeah, as long as we're not seeing the brother Patrick Mahomes, everybody he can has deal with that. Not that, made an appearance. Yeah, yet. Th- yeah, that's good for the soul. That's good for the show. And damn it, that's good for the country. Less of him, more <laughs> Patrick. That's good for everybody being involved with quarterback being on Netflix. Amber Wilson, Freddie Cohen together on ESPN Radio and also ESPN U and Sirius X and Channel 80. Amber's top five MVP candidates. Guaranteed to make you mad and guaranteed to make you glad. That's next. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This is ESPN Radio. From the top five NFL quarterbacks. Burrow, touchdown, what a start. Two actually has one of the prettiest balls I've ever caught in my life. To the top five NFL fan bases. We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's Rank Them. The top five MVP candidates. And Amber Wilson taking center stage with me, Freddie Coleman, on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 8 and ESPNU. These are her top five MVP candidates with the NFL season. 55 days away, we start with number five. My number five top MVP candidate for this upcoming season is Trevor Lawrence, a player that has not come near an MVP yet, but a player who I feel like could be on pace to be part of the MVP conversation. We saw him take a massive leap this past season. He seems to have the right coach in place. We all very much respect Doug Peterson and what he's already done in changing the culture there in Jacksonville. Also, enter Calvin Ridley. He may, in fact, have another weapon. We don't know what it's going to look like after Ridley sitting out for an entire season because of that suspension for gambling. Nevertheless, we know what Ridley used to look like. It is another weapon for Lawrence. Plus, Lawrence continues to develop and improve during his tenure in the NFL. He looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the entire league already, certainly at points that second half of the season, most notably. So I do think with Trevor Lawrence, he could very squarely be in that conversation. 
Number four. My number four is a guy who's already won an MVP, and I think we're all forgetting about this guy and Lamar Jackson. And yes, so much of the conversation this past season was spent talking about numbers and contracts instead of what he was actually doing on the football field. But early in the season, he was on pace for another MVP-type season. Last season goes off the rails with all the contract talk. There's the injuries uh, and maybe air quotes injuries as well. Not that he wasn't actually injured maybe milked it a little bit longer. We don't know. He ends up playing 12 games last season. This season, though, he's paid. It's going to look different. And I don't think he needs a contract year in order to be motivated. I understand he just got the bag. I think that's motivation in itself. We've been talking about him getting this bag for two darn years. We can finally move on from that conversation. But now he needs to show the world that that entire conversation was worth it and that the Ravens finally coming to the table and giving him something that he was comfortable with and comfortable with signing was absolutely worth it because he is still an MVP caliber quarterback. I could see this being a big bounce back year for Lamar Jackson in that regard and him being an MVP once again. Number three. My number three is interesting because we've seen this guy win multiple MVPs Uh in the NFL. We haven't seen him do it in this uniform, but it's Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to count on a guy, Freddie, who did have back-to-back MVPs, right? In his late 30s. So yes, an older quarterback and it tapered off last season, but man, was there drama last season in Green (laughs) Bay. And we're seeing him now in a New York Jets uniform after spending his entire career with an organization that wanted him to leave. We know what Aaron Rodgers looks like when he has a chip on his shoulder. He wins those back-to-back MVPs after Green Bay drafted Jordan Love, and he was so angered by that that he was motivated enough to go out and be the best quarterback in the NFL two seasons back-to-back in a row. He is going to be so angered now by the fact that Green Bay wanted to move on from him that he's going to have all the motivation in the world in the number one market also to show it was him. It was not the coaching staff at all in Green Bay. It was him having all this individual success all this time. It's a good Jets team around him. He was the missing piece. He has a good shot of winning MVP this season. Number two. My number two is Joe Burrow. I mean, Uh Joe Burrow's phenomenal, right? Mm -hmm. He's a guy who we expect to be in that conversation. I don't think there's any surprise here. Most people consider him, and certainly I do, the second best quarterback in the NFL it seems easy that he'd be part of the MVP conversation, an award that he is still chasing, maybe a Super Bowl as well, that he's still chasing in terms of a win. Number one. And my number one's obviously Patrick Mahomes. I mean, what's the was this? Was like, it, uh, there a surprise? <laughs> was there going you to know, be? If, I, if you're a betting woman and you have to put your money on somebody, it's, you'd, you'd be dumb for it not to be Patrick Mahomes at this point. Uh-huh. I'm disappointed, Freddie, that my entire list is quarterbacks. I really didn't well, want to yeah. do that. But it's a quarterback award, and I hate that. For the record, I hate that my list is quarterbacks. I am giving you what is more likely to happen, not what I would want to happen, because what I would want to happen is this award to actually go to somebody other than a quarterback, in in particular, even a defensive player. I guess that's why we have defensive player of the year and offensive player of the year and yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. But MVP Uh should not be a quarterback's award. The reality is we know it's a quarterback's award and the best quarterback in the NFL is Patrick Mahomes. So clearly he's the most likely to win the MVP. I'm surprised one guy you did not have on your list was Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. Right. 
So Josh Allen's an OLI. He's right on the outside looking in. I struggled with Josh Allen not being on here. I struggled. I even considered putting Deshaun Watson on here, uh, which, I mean, I don't really want to wish Deshaun Watson success. But, however, I do think you're talking about a guy that had a bad in the snippet we saw him season this past season, but we also know what he was coming off of with that massive suspension. I Mm -hmm. do think a Watson could look entirely different this season, and since it's been so many years since... Since we did see Peak Watson, I think it could catch a lot of attention and catch a lot of people by surprise. So there were certainly some other names here that I considered putting on this list that didn't make the cut. Josh Allen being one of those. I think most people would have Josh Allen on their their list. In in terms of odds, he's very squarely. I think he's got the third best odds right now to win MVP. It's like Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. It's just a who's who of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. You mentioned Deshaun Watson. It's going to be very interesting if he has any kind of success, and I firmly believe he's going to, what that's going to sound like, not just inside of Cleveland, but outside of Cleveland, because you got to manage that minefield. How much love are you going to give him based on previous events? I'm not trying to disrespect him. I'm not trying to disrespect the narrative. But, Amber, you and I have been around for a minute. We know what that could potentially sound like if he has success in Cleveland based on previous events. Yeah. Again, not something I'm necessarily wishing upon him, but something that I do think could be a reality this season. I do think Deshaun Watson could look completely different. Amber Wilson, Freddie coming together on ESPN radio and ESPNU. And why is James Harden feeling disrespected close and away from the Philadelphia 76ers? That's next. This is ESPN radio. More next. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.